Greetings and salutations, fair listeners. Thanks so much for listening to Mike's Always Right. I'm your host, Mike Iman. In this episode, I'm going to talk about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I'm baffled, I have to say, by some of the things that fans are saying about the storyline and everything else. Just a word of warning, there will be spoilers in this episode. So you might want to make sure that you've seen the movie before you listen any further. Now, that being said, don't touch that dial, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and a badass Boxing Day. As you may already know, my little video experiment for Episode 7 worked great. Uh, I'm excited to continue bringing new episodes of Mike's Always Right to you on iTunes and YouTube and wherever else you'll have me. Yeah, it's a little extra work, but I, I feel like it's it's worth it. Some people just prefer video to audio, so all of you out there, you're welcome. But let's cut to the chase. I have a lot of thoughts about the new Star Wars movie, and I decided, because I have a podcast, to devote an entire episode to just that. Like millions of other fans, I eagerly awaited the release of Star Wars The Last Jedi ever since I walked out of the theater in 2015 after watching The Force Awakens. I've been a Star Wars fan since I was 10 years old. That's when the special edition of the Star Wars trilogy was released in theaters, and my parents, who to this day have no interest in Star Wars whatsoever, were kind enough to buy me the VHS box set of the Unaltered Trilogy that I watched over and over and over and over again. I still have all of my old Kenner action figures from that time period, including a strangely muscle-bound Darth Vader. Like many kids who are introduced to, to Star Wars, I was completely captivated by Luke Skywalker's journey from a farm boy to learning the ways of the Force, confronting Darth Vader, becoming a Jedi Knight, and with the help of his friends, defeating the Galactic Empire. I remember being incredibly disappointed by the prequels. The original movies relied on miniatures and practical special effects that have held up pretty well with the, the test of time. The prequels were full of all this CGI and green screen that looked okay at the time, but looked like garbage by today's standards. And the storyline, which follows Anakin Skywalker's path from a young boy through his Jedi training to ultimately overcoming... Uh, be becoming Darth Vader. It was basically enough of a plot line to carry one film that was then watered down and sprinkled out throughout three films. Cut to, cut to 2012, Disney, which already owned storytelling juggernauts like Pixar and Marvel Entertainment, had bought Lucasfilm for a cool $4 billion. And by December of 2015, we had the first film of a new trilogy the Force Awakens reassembled the cast of the original films along with a whole bunch of new characters. The movie delivered a lot of the things that fans had wanted in a new Star Wars movie. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. And that brings us to The Last Jedi. I loved it. From the opening crawl to the closing image, I was captivated, blown away. But a lot of people seemed to hate this movie. <laughs> I, I think this hatred has been largely fueled by some of these clickbait articles on the internet. The media loves to bash anything that's popular because it's going to anger people who disagree and then make the haters feel justified in their beliefs. 
We see this every time Apple releases a new iPhone or iPad, iPod, whatever. And there's just this barrage of articles about how terrible the new phone is and why the Samsung equivalent is so much better and how Apple has finally run out of good ideas. Then millions of people run out, buy the new iPhone, and Apple's stock price goes even even higher. I would argue that every Star Wars trilogy basically tells the same story. A Force-sensitive character lives on a desert planet where they dream of becoming a hero. Then a couple of characters crash land in the desert and say, Come with us, we need your help. The main character goes with their new friends and helps destroy an important enemy target. In the second film, they go on to study the Force while they confront fears and attachments that, that keep them from achieving true greatness. Finally, in the third part, the main character confronts whatever is pulling them to the dark side. For Anakin Skywalker, it was the death of Padme and his mother. Uh, for Luke Skywalker, it was attachment to his father, who he learns is Darth Vader. Even though The Last Jedi fits the framework for every Star Wars f- film that came before it, people are acting like it's a complete train wreck and, oh, how could they do this? It's made like $400 million in two weeks. What a colossal failure. I don't understand the hatred for this film. The arguments people are making for why it's bad don't even make sense. Luke Skywalker would never have gone into exile after his star pupil Ben Solo turned to the dark side and became Kylo Ren. Science fiction author Hugh Howey recently posted about this argument on Facebook along with some other criticisms he had of the movie. He was specifically referring to a Huffington Post article where actor Mark Hamill said that the Luke he plays in this film is not the same one he played in the original movies that the Luke he knows would not have run away. Here was my response to Hugh Howie, and I actually posted this. Um, Am I the only one who remembers someone named Obi-Wan Kenobi who went into hiding after his star pupil turned to the dark side and became Darth Vader? Hugh Howie responded with, Well, he watched over Luke and worried about his potential. To which I replied, And after training Luke very briefly, Obi-Wan sacrificed himself so Luke could escape and lead the Rebels to victory. And that's exactly what Luke does at the end of The Last Jedi. He confronts his student, Ben Solo, to help Rey and the Rebels escape. Then Luke dies as a result of his effort. Basically, my my point is that Luke's character arc is very similar to Obi-Wan in A New Hope. Another common criticism of the new movie is that Supreme Leader Snoke should have had a backstory. Instead, Kylo Ren kills him before we learn anything about him. What I want to know is, why does his backstory even matter? The original trilogy had almost zero backstory for Emperor Palpatine, who trained Darth Vader. In fact, if you'll recall, he didn't even have a name. He was only known as The Emperor. It's only because of the prequels, which are pretty much universally hated by fans, that he ever got a name. Without the prequels, Hugh... A side note. Without the prequels, Hugh Howey wouldn't even know why Obi-Wan was watching Luke in the first place, other than total coincidence and because it served the plot. Probably the strangest criticism of The Last Jedi 
is that there are no clashing lightsabers in the whole movie. So what? I feel like it's a million times more compelling to see Rey and Kylo Ren work together to defeat Snoke and his guards. By that point in the film, it's already well established that Rey is trying to turn Kylo Ren back to the light, and Kylo Ren is trying to turn Rey to the dark side. Watching them work together and save each other's lives, only to find out that they're still on opposing sides at the end, is so much more interesting than just resolving everything right then and there. I, I kind of wonder what some of these very critical fans actually wanted from The Last Jedi. I think a lot of fans went into this movie wanting to hate it, so they just found things that justified their hatred. Even if those things totally clash with the reasons why they, they loved other Star Wars movies. Okay, well, I'm, okay, so I'm just going to wrap things up right here. I could keep ranting about this for hours, and it would still not change anybody's mind. This brings us to the end of episode 8 of Mike's Always Right. Until next time, thanks so much for listening or watching. And remember to hit the subscribe button and leave a review on iTunes or a comment on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram at Mike Iman and online at www.mikeiman.com. That's all for right now. And remember, Mike's always right. <laughs>